everybody, uh, welcome to uh, Bad Movie Vaults. I'm Scott, here with Nerd and JP, as per as usual. usual. Yeah. yeah. Frank um, and Nerd and... <sighs> I, I'm a, I'm a Jangu. Yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> okay. a, what happens um, when a John mates with a Wagu or something? And I'm a Shaddy Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking film. Yeah, I know. What a load of bollocks. Anyway. Uh, if you haven't worked it out from that intro, we're doing the Monster Club today. Yeah. 1980. Uh, although there's a bit of, there's a thing about that. Internet Movie Database right. says the release date of this film is 1981, but the credits clearly state 1980. Right. So okay. I don't know what that's about. Um, I was just making and publishing. Maybe it was made yeah. in 80. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. I don't know. Um, so <laughs> we might also accidentally refer this to Monster, Monster Squad. A Squad. Few times. I'm sure I will at some so. point call this the Monster Squad. Um, yeah, 1980 film. Roy Ward Baker, the director, uh, who's other also directed other films. Didn't make a night of what they were. <laughs> were not that bothered? Yeah. Has he made other portmanteau? Films? Yeah, I think he probably didn't he did. Asylum or something. Like he that. quite oh. possibly did. I, I mean, this was this. Other. Although this isn't. An amicus production, and I, I think it's funny because the, the production company name is Chips, as in cheap as. <laughs> but yeah, this was um, uh, not an amicus production as such, but it was um, produced by uh, Milton Sabotsky, who was the producer who um, did produce most of the portmanteau amicus films. So, I mean, they, they made a lot of portmanteau horror films um, in the, what, Late sixties through to uh, the mid seventies, and you know things like Towers from the Crypt, which is probably my favourite. Vault of Horror, God knows what else. Uh, what else did they do? Oh, Doctor Terror's House of Horrors. Oh, okay, yeah, they, they did all of those. Um, God knows what else they do. That was a good yeah. one. Yeah, God, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, God uh, knows what else they do. Nineteen seventy seven. Three tales that God turned his back on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so this was, um, I think, one of the last films that he produced. Um, and although not officially an amicus film, it's basically an amicus film. Right. Yeah. Um, stars... Um, Vincent Price as Mumbly Joe, the vampire. <laughs> yeah. And um, John Carradine as um, Jay Hartley. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> a, a skeleton with skin hanging yeah, on. Yeah, I, I did put, you know, I'm pretty a, sure he's a monster, He's isn't a trainee it? corpse, yeah. is what he is in this film. God damn, yeah. he's old in that. Pretty bad. Um, yeah, so. Who um, is he actually playing? What's the name? Ah, Chetwind Hayes. And he's the guy who. Uh, an the actual, story, he's an actual writer. He's an actual writer, yeah. And the stories in the film are based on his. Uh, stories? Sort of, yeah. It, um, though he, apparently, uh, one of the bits of trivia for this film was that he basically disowned it, said that the, the stories that they appear in the film, other than the uh, Hume Goo uh, segment at the end, is Humgu? Oh, we'll get into this. Wait, yeah. wait. Is is were basically not what he wrote. They changed the stories quite considerably. So the only one was the last one was was faithful. But since I don't really think the last one's much to write about, I don't think that's 
bad thing. But I understand somebody wanting to disown. Yeah, that, 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 yeah, that I get. Yeah, that, that I get. So I guess the earliest memories. Yeah. So for me, um, there was a magazine called I think it was called um, House of Hammer or Hammer Halls of Horror. Do you remember this, John? I do, and I've got a similar story. So you do yours first. Yeah. Right? Now th- this was, although as I say, not a Hammer film. I'm pretty sure it was serialized. They used to serialize different films in a comic format. And I think a lot of times Brian Bolland do the art. And I've met him, Brian Bolland. You have. Yeah. I remember you saying. Um, the, yeah, they would serialise these films in comic strip form. And one of them was Monster Club. And I remember at the time reading that when I would probably be about 10. And thinking it looked quite cool. And I think seeing it relatively soon after that on uh, VHS it would have been. And, yeah, quite liking it um, back then. And then over the course of time, you read reviews and, 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 and where it's mentioned in passages as being quite terrible. That not being my recollection, seeing it again when I was probably about 30 and, yeah, thinking, what a piece of shit. <laughs> I was almost certain I must have watched a different Monster Club. It must have been <laughs> yeah. a different film. Did you watch Monster Squad? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I have never seen Monster Squad. I don't even Never like. have. Oh, I've seen it and I met the director and I'm a big fan. Love the Monster Squad. Yeah, I know you do. I've so, uh, yeah, seen the trailer favorite, a few times. Never seen one of my film. favourite 80s films is right. the Monster Squad. Yeah, no, never seen it. Um, yeah, yours? I don't have any of it. Um, <laughs> I literally don't have, never heard of this film um, until very recently. And we'll we'll get to my reaction to it when we do the blow-by-blow. Because blow. I, I just thought... This good. My first reaction to seeing this film when it started was, you told me it was made in 1980. Mm-hmm. And what I was seeing on the screen looked like something from 1965. Yeah, right. I couldn't... I, it didn't look... Like a film from 1980. And it is a bit. When you watch the Amicus films. Apart from the music. Yeah. Yeah, apart from the music, but everything else just... Yes. I thought yeah, I was watching agreed. an it, old Hammer Horror yeah, film. Yeah, it is like nothing's changed for them in that sort of <laughs> 10, year, 10 or 15 yeah. year period. Same when cameras. they started making films to when they came to the last one. It's pretty much identical visually. Yeah. Um, John? So, it's interesting because I actually have never seen The Monster Club before right. and only watched it for this. Right. And I was really excited when you uh, said we were going to do The Monster Club because it's a film I've always, always wanted to see and had a very clear idea in my head about what it was and was totally wrong. About what <laughs> yeah, it was. yeah. So, here's the thing. I, rem- I was about 10 as well when, when Monster Club came out at cinemas. And I distinctly remember seeing the poster for it. And the poster is like painted artwork of Vincent Price and all the monsters behind him. Yeah. And the uh, Monster Club in big red bloody writing. And I remember, and it's mixed up in my mind a bit because it was a long time ago, and I remember also the Creepshow poster coming out, being at cinemas and around about, maybe it was a year later or something, I remember seeing both of those posters and linking them in my mind and thinking that they were very kind of EC, comics-y, and really liking the look of both of them, mm-hmm. yeah? Because I thought the artwork looked very comic booky. Um, but whilst I like 
came to watch Creepshow much earlier and understand what Creepshow was all about. I never got around to watching Monster Club. I would flick through horror books and magazines and see stuff about Monster Club. But I thought, because of that artwork, first of all, I didn't know it was a portmanteau horror film right. at all. I thought it, but I thought it was a bit spoofy, because the artwork is a bit spoofy. Funny if I think the film is a bit spoofy, having now watched it. <laughs> but I, th- I always thought it was like House of, is it House of Dark Shadows or House of Long Shadows? Yeah. Or um, have you seen Murder by Death? Which is yeah. the spoof of yeah. Agatha Christie stuff, where all the detectives are in one house trying to solve a crime, and it's Hercule Poirot and Miss Marple and all these. And I thought it was a bit like that. Like, I also think I might have got it mixed up in my head a little bit with Mad Monster Party, which was the Rankin Bass animation, where it's a, it was a stop motion animation film where Frankenstein and Wolfman and all those guys went go to a big house, right? Um, so, jumbled up in my head was the idea that it was a spoof right. in which Vincent Price's Dracula and a bunch of other monsters even are in a big club in a house. Yeah. I kind of thought that's what it was. It was like, a, <laughs> okay. I don't know why they're all, maybe they're all trying to out-kill each other or out-do yeah. each other. Or, John, write that film. It's some sort of, yeah, well, it's would, some sort of monster that. challenge or something. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe they're all, like, maybe... I don't know, maybe, and again, I think this was because it was mixed up with Mad Monster Party and, and the plot of that. Frankenstein is retiring and he's choosing one of the other monsters to become king, king of the monsters. They're, this yeah. is the monster club, there's a gap opened up, there are trials. Yeah, and, and that's all mixed up in my head was how I thought the monster club was. Yeah. And I always wanted to watch it, and right. I've never watched so, it. So, yeah, good idea for film. Not this film. Not That's this not fucking this film. film. That's not this not film. Not this film at all. What you've got is your basic portmanteau setup, which is a wraparound segment, in this case involving Vincent Price and um, uh, John Carradine. Uh, basically, Vincent Price is telling John Carradine stories while they're in a club. That is four monsters and bands play, and then you'll get another another story. And then you'll get another bit of segment, wraparound segment, which involves Vincent Price telling a story with another band playing a song. Three, three, yeah, three, three separate three short stories. stories. But you basically start with a street, presumably in London. A film set. Yeah, yeah, film set. Like very obviously. Film just set. before we get into the plot, can I just ask you one question, yeah? right? Is this a comedy? Or is it a horror film? I don't, I think, you know, I don't honestly know. I honestly don't know no. either. I, I think the wraparound feels like a spoof. Yeah. And then the stories feel like they're trying to be horror. The middle yeah. story, I think, is a comedy. Yeah. Which one was the yeah, vampire, yeah, yeah, yeah. One. vampire one? So I would say the yeah, middle yeah, yeah. story... Well, I totally for- well, yeah, I totally, totally forgotten. 100% to me, watching this, Yeah. even the, the, the first and third stories had spoofy stuff. To I felt, yeah, were a little bit. The whole film feels felt very tongue in cheek to me. I'll tell you and what. I'm not sure what it is. Apparently, it got an A rating when it came out, which right. was like the equivalent to a PG. Now, is that right? Yeah, is, yeah, yeah. So I guess it was aimed more for kids. Certainly more so than say Tales from the Crypt of Vault of Horror was. So maybe they just took the edge off of it, and it, you know, yeah, maybe. Yeah, it was odd. It was. It yeah. felt like like I wasn't sure what it was trying to 
if it, I couldn't tell if it was trying to make me laugh or yeah. cry. <laughs> that's, yeah, not yeah, yeah, shit, that's not what I mean. That's not what I mean. I just couldn't. Yeah. But go run through the story okay. because right. So yeah, you, you, it's weird. Yeah, you open on a like that says a, a film set street, and um, our Chetwin Hayes is John Carradine. He's he's looking at um, a, a new book. It's just been published. Yeah, with picture in the window. Strolls down the street and gets interrupted by a hand, and uh, that hand belongs to Vincent Price, who says. Three weeks I was at a shop in two weeks, and can you help me out? Yeah. And he says, yeah, I'll help you out. And Vincent Price says... Hang on a minute. What did he actually say? For uh, our listeners who haven't seen the film... You can't speak with a mouthful of teeth. Yeah. Right, yeah. okay, right. Yeah. So Could you translate it? He says, I haven't had sup for two weeks. I'm famished. Can you help me out? But that is how he talks, isn't it? Because he's got a mouthful of teeth. I mean, you know, if, if I came and stuffed a face full of plastic in your mouth, you'd probably speak like true. Yeah, but then what you'd do is you'd add, you'd, you'd, you'd double A-D-R-M, 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 yeah, 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 you'd ADRM. Which or you'd is, find a way of doing prosthetic teeth that yeah. didn't involve but I think that. As, as, <laughs> becomes, suggesting. as becomes obvious very, very quickly... This is very much a one size fits all makeup effects department. <laughs> so it's basically we've got a set of teeth, put them in, away you go. So he bites um, John Carradine because he's a vampire, obviously, and just basically wants some blood to get by on. Doesn't kill him. Uh, and no, he, they're mates afterwards. Yeah, and he realizes that this is our Chetwind Hayes, and uh, Erasmus, the vampire, uh, is a big fan of his work. Yeah. So he says. I owe you something because you've given me some blood and now my teeth are gone by the way because they're attractable. They're not, are they? You just didn't want a mouthful of teeth all the way through the film so people could understand what you were saying. So he says, come with me to the Monster Club. It's a happening groove. Yeah. That's yeah. not what he says. Here's he what says he actually something. says and I've never witnessed before in any film uh, a kind of a film's uh, reach exceeding its uh, grasp. <laughs> because what he says is that this is a club for monsters, werewolves, vampires, and creatures so hideous <laughs> and deformed that you could barely imagine them in your wildest wonderings. And uh, to be fair, that's what he says. And fair, then what do we cut to, Scotty? Yeah. What you well cinematic nightmares of your greatest nightmare. <laughs> yeah, obviously, what they were aiming for is the cantina scene in Star Wars. That's what they wanted. You can tell it's what they wanted. But full of a bar full yeah. of monsters, vampires, dra- yeah, Dracula's Frankenstein's, <laughs> and werewolves. werewolf men. Yeah. Yeah. And then other, and and other yeah. lizard men and tentacles things. Yeah. And all manner of That's things. what they wanted. But then they realised that Star Wars had a bit more money than they did. Yeah. yeah. Or some and, money. Yeah. <laughs> Any money. Yeah. And they really could not do it for the money they'd got. So what you've actually got is... The sorts of papier-mâché masks you made at school when you'd use a balloon as a mould, and yeah. then they stuck egg carton eyes on it, and it's it's as bad, every bit as bad as Troll Two. I think it's worse than Troll Two. Yeah, I'm going to come right out and say it. Right, every mask I can see 
the skin around people's eyes yeah. Yeah, poking out. Every mask it, looks it, 100% like a mask. Literally no no movement in any of it except for one guy's eyes bug out on springs later. Um, no movement in any of them. Like you say, they're basically the bottoms of the masks are under their polo neck jumpers. <laughs> so those, it's, the, the, it's really quite horrendous. That Some of the masks are even identical, just with different colour hair. It's, um, I think the reason why, I think you're absolutely right, it is worth in Troll 2. But mm-hmm. at least in Troll 2, though, you could tell those masks were made. In these, I think they literally and came from a Halloween shop. bought them from a yeah. Halloween shop. There's a green lizard face guy, yeah. who literally, the eye holes in the mask are so large, that you can see the skin around his yeah. eye. Yeah. You can literally see the mask hanging off his face. You know, it's it's not even stuck to his face. So then you'll get some some masks in there. I can't even identify what it's supposed to be. No, there's one that looks like a fucking hot dog standing upright with eyes going up it. Yeah, well we can only I, imagine, I don't, what is that? What that is, we can only imagine that he's a raddy. I don't. Or, mean, oh, something. Oh, you're gonna get know, to this bit. I'm gonna get to this bit. Oh, I mean, let's so, talk about. We don't, I didn't have any earliest memories to share. What I no. do have a story to share though is when I saw this the other day with Scott for the first time. We're watching the film. And the guy says, Prince and Price says about how... The genealogy... Has, has got to, no, 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 not the genealogy, no, okay. where they're in the street and he's talking about how wondrous the nightmares of this place are going to be, right? That's what he says. Yeah. Right. And Scott said to me, like, brace yourself, Luke, <laughs> right? And I was sitting next to him, where you are sitting now, John, right? And I had a cup of coffee in my hand. Did you think... And when it came up on screen and you started seeing people wearing Halloween masks bought from the local shop... I literally sat there for about a minute holding the cup of coffee in front of my face, <laughs> my mouth agape, unable to comprehend what I was looking at. When I said brace yourself, did you think I meant in a good way? Yeah, <laughs> I think this these, is be horrors, these are horrors beyond imagining. <laughs> I've never seen anything so cheap. It's a room full of punk, basically punks. Yeah, ladies. pretty much. Half of them are punks, half of them are people wearing masks, bought in a shop. And yeah. that's, yeah. that's it. Punks all have vampire teeth. Yeah, not all of them. Some of them are people. Yeah, major some leotards and girls with some leotards with teeth in. Um, some of them just some of them are just people who have dark eyes painted around. You know, like, yeah, like they've got dark eyes around their like around their eyelids. Yeah, and stuff. And that's it. Yeah, really. It, it, I, really I've is. never seen anything like it before. It's just I was a gasp. Yeah, it's it's terrible. I was a gasp. Yeah. Completely so, dumbfounded, if you will. Yeah, so after our Chetwin Hayes has gotten over the shock of this scene, um, Vincent Price takes him to his favourite table, finds out that The thing is, though, just, just to say... Yeah, go on. You could maybe sell all this shit, yeah? You could maybe sell it. If John Carradine looked like he gave a shit about yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. You could make, if John Carradine was like... Oh, fucking shit, my Christ, there are real monsters in this world. Yeah. Yeah? You could maybe have sold this bat shit as something yeah. that works. And do you know but what? But how John... does John Carradine react when he walks yeah, in? Do you know what? Like he's I... walked into a normal club. <laughs> it's not anything I'd actually thought about, but you are so on the fucking head. It's not even funny. Yeah, it's, it's not, even, not like, even Seriously, they could have sold it. If he'd have, if he'd have come in, a Goggle up, a gate, like a gate. And it had just yeah. been a few, yeah, if, if he'd, or if he'd gone into the Monster Club and it was a few people playing gin rummy, then yeah, his, his reaction would be genuine. You'd have thought, that's some fucking good acting there. He's acting like literally nothing's going on. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's how he acts, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, he like just strolls in on. like nothing's going on. And over here is so the, un- the undead waitress. Yeah. Oh, right. 
If the guy in the fucking field... You see, we're meant to believe this guy's a horror writer. This has been his stock and trade, and he's thinking this stuff was all fictional. And now somebody's come along, and but even when he meets Vincent Price, and Vincent Price says, I'm a vampire, and takes it... He's kind of like... It's yeah, yeah. mental, isn't it? He's yeah. like, well... Oh, okay. Okay. Lead the way. Lead yeah. the way, yeah. The mole monsters. Yeah. 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 Okay. This is... Yeah. It's all right, isn't it? This is good. This, uh, good. He says this could be research for your new book. You know what? Doesn't write a fucking thing down, does he? No, no. <laughs> well, again, in fairness to him, I don't think he's capable no. of writing anything down. <laughs> His hands are the most monstrous thing in this film. He's literally <laughs> claws frozen. <laughs> that is terrible. His claws frozen in uh, the room, most, the most rheumatoid. Position that I've ever seen anyone in. It's like later on, the the monster gene charts by the table, and he points at it and goes, Who's this man? And it's, I don't know who you're pointing at, mate. (laughs) To be quite honest, I don't know who you're pointing at. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Still. Any of them. Yeah, literally. There. That man, what are you blind? Yeah, you've got to have, like, that man clearly like, he, like yeah. he moves like a clumsy Jerry Anderson puppet. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Oh, it's horrible. Yeah. It's horrible. In oh. fact, he may. I don't know when. when I don't know when he died, but I think it might have been during the film. Of the <laughs> <Shane. laughs> I think it's during the film. Died of shame. And pretty, his hands were on strings. That's very. He died was. just before filming. <laughs> Oh, it's, we shouldn't laugh. No, it's we shouldn't. True. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. So, um, he's escorted to his, his table where he finds out that his favourite tipple, which is, what is it? Type A or something. Type A off, or whatever it is. Oh, wait, I've been surprised with that dreadfully common type O then. Right? And, yeah. Um, the, yeah, oh, oh blood yeah. jokes. Yeah, so... And doesn't the vampire waiter try and try, bite yeah. John Cameron? No, 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 he's with me. No, yeah, yeah. he's a guest. Yeah. Bring uh, some tomato juice. Yeah. Yeah. No, he leans over and says, may I recommend tomato juice? Yeah, yeah. Um, um, what, does it help not suspicious? So, yeah, they, um, Vincent's explaining to him what the club's about, what's going on, um, say, John Caroline sort of vaguely gestures towards a thing on the wall, and then Vincent Price says, that's the monster family tree. Ugh. And, right. Just are you, are all this shit that came Did out. Did you write all this down? I wrote all of this down. Okay. Right. Here we go. So, Great. Cause, Great. Because, firstly. When I watched it with you, right? Yeah. At first, when he's named the first couple of things, I thought, oh, maybe this is just some like monster type that I've never... Because I've not really... It's not yeah. really my thing yet. Yeah, but as he goes down the list, I was like, they've made they're all this shit up. On the fly, probably, that morning. <laughs> yeah. Or, or they just said to Vincent, just say stuff. So, yeah. Right. First of all, you've got the primate monsters. Sure. Which are vampires, werewolves, and ghouls. Right. Good. So that's... Fine. So far, so good. So what far, are the so main differences between those? Doesn't he say? One does say eat? towards the end. He said vampires suck. Right. Werewolves. Um, where where are right. they? Werewolves tear. hunt. Oh. Werewolves hunt. Ghouls tear. Right. There you go. Okay. okay. Right. So I like anyway. that. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's fair enough. Now, if a vampire mates with a werewolf, you get a weird vamp. Again. Shit, but kind um, of yeah, it makes a statistical work. sense, but yeah. I've never heard of that before. No, whatever, unless it's the underworld film. So, right. do they tear or sup? They, they sup do a tear. bit of both. What, they they what's up, yeah, <laughs> yeah. whatever, yeah. But okay, whatever. If a werewolf 
makes for the ghoul, right. you get a weird goo. Mm, okay, I'm not with this. What <laughs> I'm are you... not on board with no, that no, at no, all. No. What is a weird goo for fuck's sake? I think... <laughs> I, I'm not on board and, and the thing is there's really not a goo wolf that would have been better there's really yeah. bad pictures of them aren't oh, yeah. there no they're all the same they're all just slightly face yeah just a face slightly different face now if a vampire makes with a ghoul you get a van goo no you don't no stop uh, making stuff up I would be saying by now if a weird goo makes with a weird vamp you get a shaddy no you don't what? a shaddy why is that? Wasn't he a, like a reggae rapper in the 90s? Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? I love it. Picture shame you If a weird goo makes, makes the van goo, get a maddie. Maddie? <laughs> yeah. That's what makes girlfriends. What? Yeah. Maddie? If a weird vamp makes the van goo, oh, now you make a shout You get a raddy. No, you get <laughs> raddy. <laughs> Raddy. The thing is, I mean, but yeah, yeah, again, you're sitting there and you're thinking this is so much shit. But Vincent's really trying to sell it. Yeah, really trying to sell it to him. Yeah. Right. In fact, I think he's, he's the, probably the only person in the film who's trying. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, so yeah. Now, if a shaddy mates with either a raddy or a maddie, you get a mock. Which is basically just a polite way of saying mongrel. Yeah, there's another word for mongrel. It's just called fucking mongrels on it. Um, then the basic rules of Monsterdom were that vampires suck, werewolves hunt, ghouls tear. Shaddies, yeah, they lick. Maddies yawn, as are we right now. Yeah. <laughs> so we're all not shaddies. Yeah, we're all maddies. And m- mocks blow. But shad mocks only whistle and a mock yeah a mongrel mates with any other of the monsters you get a shad mock now and then Archet Wynhays says I've lost track Archet yeah. <laughs> Wynhays says the one sentence you do not want to hear anybody say what is a shad mock and Vincent Price says Ah, look at this. Ding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, oh, and I should say as well, before even any of that happened, there was a band playing, wasn't there? We need to mention the mo- the music as well. Because oh. there was an al- album, a soundtrack album, that came out in, as a tie-in for this film, which apparently did fairly well. I, I, did, I, I don't remember it at all at the time. But the first song is Monsters Rule OK by a band called The Viewers. I can't say. Monsters Rule OK. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> that's basically yeah. So that's, that's it, like, instead of a framing device, well, this that is, is its own story, yeah. like most of these movies have. Yeah, we have a framing device which effectively is now going to allow us to have musical interludes between each yeah, song between every story. Yeah, story. It just reminded me of an episode of The Young Ones. Yeah, you because know, you'd have you know, the comedy bits, and then you'd have a musical interlude in that, and then you'd get on with the rest of the show. So, 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 so. Mm. Yeah. so anyway, the first story, can you think what it's called? No. Do you know? It's, it's called, called... Get the, sh- get the, the Shad Mock Out of Here. <laughs> it's, called, <laughs> it's called... It's called... Hang on. Shaddy Dooby Doo. Shad Mock of the Week. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's called Shad Mock. Just called Shad... 
Just what? Just Shadmok is two words. No, just Shadmok. 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 New regional base detective so, Shadmok. Yeah, and here's another thing. Now I don't know whether maybe this might have been filmed before they thought about setting it in a monster club and calling it Monster Club because you you, you get a lead in into the story, right. which is a lead in to the story. So you get you get a, you get a Vincent Price lead in, right. followed by a lead in. Followed by the story, so you've got Simon Ward in an insane asylum, and Jeffrey Bowden as the oh, psychiatrist. Yeah. He says, basically says, "Look at this poor cunt. He's been <laughs> <laughs> look at him with his stupid face. He's been here in a, in a catatonic trance yeah. ever since this happened." <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then it goes wibbly wobbly. Yeah, and yeah. It's <laughs> done this twice. You're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's a lead in to a lead in. I don't know what I noticed there, didn't I? I said, did you? Yeah, we were oh, watching. No. It. I went, so hang on, Vincent Price just introduced the story. Yeah. And now some scientists have just introduced the story. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know why. <laughs> so, uh, and basically, um, what this story is about is basically about a couple who. It's a pack 20 minutes too long. Yeah, they all are. But this is oh, a, this, this is, is the a, one. Yeah, it's about it. a couple who um, they're together. Uh, they're struggling a bit. They're grifters. Yeah, they're struggling. They haven't got a lot of money. Yeah, they're a little bit griftery. And she sees an ad. Is it for um, help wanted? They want some cataloging antiques. Yeah. Simon Ward thinks it'd be a good idea for her to go check the joint out. See if there's anything worth, I don't know, nicking, fencing, yeah, yeah whatever. And so she turns up for an interview and uh, meets Raven, who is a Shadmock, as we'll find out later. And he is hideously ugly and cannot be seen outside of the grounds of the house. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's hideous. He's hideous. Terrible, he's hideous. Ugly as sin. Yeah. And by that, we mean he's got a bad haircut. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's basically... And he's slightly pale. Yeah. With some slightly dark eyes. If you were standing next to him in Starbucks tomorrow, you would look him up and down, go, that's a fucking bad haircut, mate. And that would be it. Yeah. You wouldn't think anything else. No. So, but apparently he's so ugly that you you can't be seen outside of anywhere. He he appears to be fabulously wealthy. He's got a massive house. He's a mansion. Every room's full of suits of armour and whatever else. Check out my house. It's massive. Check out my crib. And... Don't you think... Can I just interrupt for yep, a second? Yeah, of course you can. That's, slight, what, that's what is, after all, why you're here. The slight problem I have with uh, with this... I have loads of problems. Yeah. But, but the picture of the Shadmok on the wall does, I think, look a little bit like him. It's yes. like based on him. Yeah. So the problem already is we kind of know now, really. We kind of know. And, and, and Vincent's told us what a Shadmok is. Yeah. So there is now really, I don't think, any tension... To be had no, in this story, yeah. because usually this story would be someone's in the nut house. How did they get in the nut house? That's question number one. What happened to put them in there? Yeah, and also these grifters are grifting this person. There's something off about him. What's off about him? Yeah, what trouble are they going to get into? Because one of the grifters is the what is in the nut house. Uh, what, how? Why they've picked on the wrong guy? Yeah, what is he? Right. Yeah. The problem is. 
There's none told. of that. Yeah. Because Vincent Price just told us in a really stupid way <laughs> that he's a shadmock yeah. who's like Relate what happens when a wear goo yeah, and a Mandy. Ma- yeah. Mandy. Yeah. 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 Do that. So, so there's nothing really here for us. No. So he creeps into the room, doesn't he? Uh, and she, he says, people struggle to work just, with me. Just before, before before we do that, I so say John just made a point that the poster on the wall, it looks like him and so we have Sure. There was a little bit of trivia I read, and I'm not sure if I believe it or not, is that the artist wrote that, uh, drew that poster um, before they cast the character. And was he was quite amazed when they found someone that looked like the character he drew. But I'm not sure I buy that, because later on, the last story, there's a character called Luna who's played by Leslie Dunlop. And she's quite clearly on the poster. Yes. So did they not just not cast him when he did the poster, or are they bullshitting? Or no, what? it's an interesting piece of bullshit trivia. Yeah, but it does. <laughs> it does. It is a problem with this with this setup. Yeah, is that the framing device shouldn't really tell you mm. what to expect in the stories. No, because the, the whole point of a portmanteau usually is. It's about somebody getting their comeuppance, and and that kind of is. Yeah. I think they've given away too much. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, usually, Maybe. usually, portmanteau films, like you say about the wraparound segments, is someone's got an antique shop, and someone will come in and say, "I'd like to buy a haunted mirror, please," and the guy will say, "Here's a haunted mirror," and off they'll go and get haunted by the mirror, and then someone else will come in and say, "I'd like to buy a haunted teapot, please." And yeah. the guy will say, oh, you know, a haunted teapot, and yeah, that, that's the sort of thing. But it doesn't, you don't actually know what the haunted and then teapot's going to do. Dead. Yeah, and in a lift. I, I absolutely Don't agree. That's usually what happens in these films, right? Yeah. And they have given way too much in this film. I kind of think mm. they have. Yeah, they have. But, to be fair, the payoff is nothing. Because when we see him, he's just a bloke. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so, 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 so if they had wrapped it up in mystery, going, oh, Shadmock, what's a Shadmock? What do they look like? What do they do? Yeah. Ooh. If that, that would be that would be right if there was some kind of payoff. Mm. There isn't, because they've got nothing. So They've got a, a normal looking guy with a bad haircut who whistles. Yeah. So I can kind of understand why they put all their tables on the cards. Ca- <laughs> they put all their tables on the cards straight away. Straight to make, away. Pe- make people think there was more. No, maybe to be a bit honest and go, look, we ain't got much here. So just to prepare you, this story yeah. is not much got. <laughs> We're just going to be honest. It's not very yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is as good as it We've gets. just told you in five minutes about Mandy's, Shandy's, and Chamrocks <laughs> or something. <laughs> Like Mandy Shandies, yeah, yeah. cabbies, dabbies, like well, you know we're running on empty, all right. Yeah. Like if we big this up, the disappointment's going to triple. So yeah. let's just just be honest here. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's why I think they did it. Yeah. So yeah, basically this Raven character then he's like desperately alone because of his hideous yeah, he's haircut. Oh god, yeah, get over it. Yeah, so I'm still in shock now. Yeah. So um, he basically falls in love with this woman, sort of. Fairly easily over nothing, uh, and just cataloguing his yeah. gubbins. But are you going to get to the bit where he reveals himself? <laughs> what I missed that. Not that. No, no, I mean when the first time she sees him. Yeah, well, because this fucking heavy. We were laughing really hard about this, Scott. Yeah, we? go on then. Because he says no one wants to work with me, and he's hidden, hiding in the in yeah, the light yeah. in the window, and he's like because, saying because I because and he turns one eighty and stares at her with his eyes all googly. Yeah. She. He's just a bloke with yeah. dark eyes and a bad haircut. Yeah, she yeah, gets she the shits like she's just seen, I don't know, yeah. like someone with their face falling off or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And she legs it out of the building going, ah, screaming and saying, I can't, I've got to go, I've got to go. Honestly. And I mean, you were like, what? 
never seen someone in those need so much need of moisturiser. Oh no. Yeah, slightly, <laughs> slightly pale. Vitamin D deficiency. Oh that haircut. Oh, no. this man so she runs home, doesn't she? She says I can't do it. I can't yeah, I can't it. do it because he's hideous. Yeah. It's literally the most hideous thing I've ever seen. Um it's almost like they're trying to do the Phantom of the Opera reveal. <laughs> What? <laughs> when they hired that guy and they said here's, yeah, you, here's what you've you got to do you're going to be the most hideous man yeah. that has ever lived in <laughs> right. this film right so how early do you want me there for makeup makeup, makeup? yeah <laughs> 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 oh, fucking yeah. sad yeah. yeah just bring some eyeshadow yeah yeah <laughs> That we're gonna is do, harsh. We're going to get yeah. a centre part in. That should do it. <laughs> he looks a little bit like, to viewers at home, oh, he looks a little man. bit like the actor who played Trigger from Fools and Horses. Mm. So he's a little bit long-faced, but apart from that, he's just a normal-looking bloke. Yeah. Maybe, that, you know, maybe, oh man, he's not classically I, handsome for film. I thought I knew him from something, but I, I, I don't, I don't remember his name. So oh, sod, yeah. yeah, just put through the ringer for his looks. Yeah. And he's not even he's not, he's not a bad looking bloke, he's just a bloke. <laughs> he's not a bad looking bloke, he's not a great looking bloke, he's not a bad looking bloke, he's just a bloke. He is just a bloke. Yeah. yeah. When do you want me there for makeup? Four AM? No, no, <laughs> when we start yeah, filming. Yeah, yeah, when we start filming <laughs> We start filming at ten. <laughs> just I mean we start filming at ten. If you can oh, be here for nine fifty, you should be fine. <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, the, the, the basic basic storyline is that she turns up, she gets scared away at first. Yeah. Simon Ward convinces her she needs to get back in there and she and thinks she that maybe she can get used to him. She does to an extent and he very quickly falls in love with her. Um, yeah, very she quickly. gets the shits because she thinks that this is unethical, although they're, they're grifters, everything they do should be unethical. But she feels sorry for him. Yeah, because he's lonely and yeah. isolated. He, um, out of the blue, asks her to marry him. Oh, hang on, there is a bit. There's a bit of a bird in the bit, He's got birds. Bird, his birds, he said, are basically his only friends. He's got these birds that he feeds. And they're not caged birds. They're just pigeons that come to anyone who throws yeah, them food, no matter how bad your haircut is. They'll be pigeons. Yeah, they'll come. They'll come for food for you, no matter how bad your haircut is. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, but there's a cat. No matter if you're a shanty yeah. or a mandy or a rascal yeah, or, or a yeah or a razzy or yeah. a mazzy or a yeah whatever. Yeah, doesn't matter what species you are. Yeah. So he, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna hand it to him. They did pick the most evil-looking cat I think I've ever seen on a, on a, in a film. Really? I thought it was oh, like a cat. It, just, it looked fucking evil. It looked like it was hungry for birds. Like, literally. And that's what happens. All day, every day. Yeah, the cat kills one of his birds. He goes mad. Now, she's inside cataloguing stuff. Yeah. Um, he picks the cat up, and with his overly wet mouth, <laughs> puckers his lips together and whistles at the cat. Very like loud that, yeah. sound. She jumps like she's just been goosed. Yeah. And, it's, um, and, and runs out to find, basically, a pile of black goo, yeah. which used to be a cat. Apparently. Yeah, it's vaguely cat shaped. He's sort of a vague silhouette of a cat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, what is it? What is it? It's, it's like melted. tar. It's like tar, isn't it? It's yeah. Like, I, yeah. Yeah, I couldn't really. More overly melted cheese yeah. burnt a bit. Like a bit of plasticine that you've left in the window on a really sunny day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so, so, yeah, mystery. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, it's not not. Not, because Vincent yeah. Price told exactly us. exactly yeah. what's happened. Yeah, we know that yeah. Shabbos whistling. Shabbos whistling. Power, we saw him whistle. Now we know yeah. it melts things. Yeah. Cr- I mean, but I'll just stop for a moment and actually think about all the things the writers could have come up with. Mm. 
Whistling. Well, this is very similar to the shout, isn't it? Did you ever but see that from whistling, the shout? Whistling, honestly. Mm. Yeah. I mean, the shout's not great, but, you know, it's basically... The same it's just such lo-fi bullshit. No. You whistle and you melt things. Yeah. What a load of crap, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, the thing about whistling is, all you need is a sound effect. That's cheap. I know, and the thing about it the melting film is cheap. That's the biggest is that problem. It's all off screen, so you don't see it melt anything. It's all I'm quite cheap. I kind of would be okay with it if they hadn't just told me what it what it all was. Yeah, yeah. Like I kind of feel like there should be some mystery here. Like she maybe needs to. She's cataloging antiquities. Who <laughs> would have been so? If she found out, if she found in the antiquity secretly something that tells her it's a sh- a shagmock whistle and all that jazz, yeah. and then she found out from there what the genealogy of that is in the story. Because he's saying, doesn't he at one point say, my family are coming? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah uh, you know, that, that's tension <clears throat> then. She needs to, she discovers what, what it all is and needs to get out of the house or something, but it's too late. Yeah. That's yeah. a horror story. Isn't yeah, she yeah. gets cornered by monsters. More than proper more, monsters. Yeah. Not whistling numpties. Yeah. <laughs> whistling though, honestly. <laughs> anything else would have been better. I've got to clear my throat to kill people. <clears throat> Sneeze. <laughs> you know, pick yeah. the wax out of my ears. Anything yeah. would be more horrific than yeah. whistling. Oh, I've yeah. got a bit of, I've got some sleep in my eye. Yeah. <laughs> death, death. <laughs> like, anything would have been better. Instant death. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so, yeah, so he falls in love with the really quick. Asks her to marry him. She then goes back again to Simon Wars as a can't do it. Again. He again says, no, you can do it because there's lots of money. Stop getting the shits and get on with it. Find out, she finds out he's got a safe where he keeps the good shit. <clears throat> and say you're going to marry him so that he can, you can then find out what the combination of the safe is. Take all this stuff. So she says, yeah, I'll marry you. And he says, great, let's, be this let's, let's get married. Yeah. We met two days ago. Yeah, let's have a party. Maybe all it's my a different family time, will come. isn't it, I guess? Yeah, all my family will come, but I've got to warn you, they're all really hideous, just like me. Well, okay, fair enough, I can, I can handle that. <clears throat> so the day of the wedding comes. Um, did they actually get married? I think they do, don't they? No. They not? No, because they have the that party is just like some sort of it's engagement, engagement. Yeah. sort of engagement oh, thing. Right, okay. Like, well, it's okay. There's an engagement, engagement, engagement party, and all of his relatives turn up. So I imagine all the raddies and the shaddies and the maddies oh, and the gulags and the gulags. Yeah, fizz, fizz the gonads and, yeah. the, and the, the mumpties. Yeah, the, the boglins. Yeah, they're all here. Yeah, the, yeah, the nil bogs. <laughs> all that nil bogs. Yeah, they're all the boglins with which literally have boglins on their head. <laughs> They're all That's there. That's the sort of budget we're working with. Yeah, they're all there. Yeah. And the shirties and the birdies. She goes to the safe. She's memorised. Yeah. yeah. She's memorised this combination. So opens the, the safe. And the gamuts. And he catches her. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to keep saying once and yeah. she The she, whizzings, the <clears throat> chiselocks, <laughs> the eloys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the wazzits, the bang bangs. The looks and the nizzles, the rock vicious creams. Anyway, the lumpy bumpers. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so anyway, she's memorised his combination. It was a safe, and she's robbing him. When he turns up behind her, basically says, "Nambies and the pambies." Yeah. <laughs> basically says, "Right, yeah." I don't really care about the money and the stuff. He says, "You can have it. You know, just take it. Take, take it. what you want." Take what you want. I don't care. Um, but, you know, I love you lots and stuff, even though I've known you for, you know, two days. Um, 
and I don't want you to go. I want to marry you. And what I said, well, marry you. What said? She kid says to have a gambling. And then she's sort of like <clears throat> a blonde blue <laughs> yeah. yeah. I want to stay. I want you to stay, and we can have lots of um, shabbly babblies. Yeah, shabbly babblies together, and yeah, <laughs> <laughs> slug nuggets. <laughs> uh, and she says. Um, are you like, are you fucking kidding? Look yeah. at the state of you. Look, look at, at me. Haircut. Yeah, look at me. I'm like attractive and shit. Look at you. You've got a really bad haircut. Yeah. There's no way I'm going to have babies that have got haircuts anywhere near that and bad. Claws. Get yeah. Out of here. yeah, right. There's no. no way I'm having a baby that has a Halloween mask as a face. Not having it. So he whistles at her yeah. and sends her back to Simon Ward. And when he sees her, he goes mental. And she's got like chocolate mousse on her face. Yeah, she's got Rice crispy face. Yeah. And yeah, she doesn't melt her into a puddle. He just like burns her badly or something. So like he just whistles a bit. Yeah. He's got a microwave whistle. That's what it is. That's <laughs> what it is. Yeah. So he, he doesn't, he doesn't need to reheat his dinners in a, in a, in a <laughs> microwave. Can't, he's got, he can't whistle and eat at the same time. So you have to do something. No, whistle. You don't microwave and eat at the same time. <laughs> that makes no sense at all, what you just said there, John. Fair. Right. <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah, that, that's basically story one. Simon Ward's lost his mind because his girlfriend got... And I've got to say, that story was cack. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it was fucking cack. Yeah. And so, if that's what you put in the shop window, fuck off. That <laughs> is, yeah. <laughs> I thought uh, so. So far, I don't like the framing story, yeah. and I don't like story one. I think it's dreadful. I right. think it's really—it's like some child trying to write uh, amicus portmanteau story <laughs> sure. based on seeing them. Yeah, like this is this how it's supposed to be? <laughs> a thing whistles like at a thing, <laughs> and somebody gets their comeuppance at the end. Fucking yeah. <laughs> shit! It's terrible. All right, so it's a no from me. Yeah. <laughs> it's a hard pass from me. Uh, right, anyway, so story, no, linking bit two. Now, yeah, yeah, you link a bit two. It's uh, another song. And this is, I'm just a sucker for your love, B.A. Robertson. Right? Which one was that? How does this one go? I'm just a sucker for your love. I'm just oh, yeah, with the guy with the chin. Yeah, oh, a, yeah he's who's supposed to be a vampire, obviously. I'm just who's a got who's clearly thing. reading the lyrics down in the bottom left corner. He's, got, he's got big hair. And he's doing shaky head a lot. Honking chin. Yeah. And he's, we're seeing him in far too close up, close up. Yes. And yeah. he goes, and he's in the microphone, but when he goes, oh, love, he moves his head to the side. Right. I remember him. And he's clearly reading the lyrics down below. Because <coughs> his eyes are always, yeah, he's always, always looking down, always looking there. down yeah. somewhere. He's always looking down there. You love. And then he, at the end, the freeze frame of him pulling his mouth up, so he's got fangs showing. Mm. I would say this is my second least favourite song. Right? Okay. It, just, it just goes on for way fucking it's too It's horrible. Long. It is a long song. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. So, okay. Then uh, this isn't actually sort of really a, a Vincent Price introduction. It's just that um, the club, um, uh, what is he, what do they call it? The club, manager. club, yeah, ma- owner, manager, club, um, chair, whatever, whatever. Oh, yeah. The, the, the werewolf. Compare. Oh, compare. <laughs> yeah. Fucking hell, this compare. guy. Yeah. Got so, fucking wool, cotton wool glue to his face. Yeah, basically he's fucking for hair. Fucking hell. Yeah, and he's a vamp, uh, he's felt, a werewolf. Fucking felt paper. And again, his hands are every bit as bad as... John Carradine's, but, but hairy. Yeah, he's got a carpet fingers, is what he's got. Um, right. They couldn't even be bothered to glue hair to his hands. They just put carpets on his 
fucking things. Unbelievable. This guy looks so shit. Yeah. Sorry, he's basically. He looks like Bill Oddie. But, 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 but I think you'll find he's what happens when a werewolf uh, makes with a carpet. Yeah. He's a pet, pet where. He's a werewolf. Wear <laughs> he's, he's a werewolf. Car. Car. Car wolf. Yeah. Pet wolf. No. Pet wolf is totally different. <laughs> pet wolf. Pet yeah, wolf, yeah, it doesn't work. No. Wear pet. Yeah. So anyway, um, the club... Uh, yeah, whatever the fuck. He's he, he, <laughs> a name. Chairman, doesn't yeah, matter. I think chairman. I think he's, I think he's actually in charge. Of the fucking doesn't hell. matter really, does it? No, it doesn't. But you keep talking about it. Doesn't really matter. Doesn't really matter. He says, right, okay. Um, Why is he, though? Is he a chairman? Or? Yeah, he's, he's, is he a chairman or is he a wig? Is he chant chair? Maybe he's, a, he's the, no, he's the result of what happens when a chair makes with a manager. When a manager makes with a chair. Manager. He's a con man. Yeah. So, he basically announces the arrival of the vampire film producer, Linton Botofsky. Is this an actual guy? This is no. this is the, yeah, the actual guy. Well, we're, we're <clears throat> stopping the music now, so this guy yeah. can do a lecture. Yeah, that's basically, basically what it is. Doing a PowerPoint. And I don't and understand. And I don't understand this because he says, "Oh, the vampire film producer." Our Chapman Hayes says, "Vampire film producer," and. Vincent Price. <laughs> blind on a rocket side. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the only time he reacts to anything. Yeah, and... and um, he get shits about a vampire filmmaker? Don't know. he's in a, a room full of... Well, apparently yeah. monsters. He's yeah. had a rare moment of lucidity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. Nice, yeah, yeah, the, the Alzheimer's just wore off. Just having like, broke out of that. <laughs> yeah, just for a second. Um, anyway, so Vincent Price says, aren't they all... Well, I don't know. Are, are they all... I, but anyway... What was but that if this guy, but if this guy is a vampire, yeah. and the first thing he says is, oh, this is a film I've made about my childhood. So how is he now as old as he is? Do vampires age in this in, universe? In this world, who knows? Yeah. So anyway, he's basically showing a film. I've got a film presentation. Does it really out. make sense if he is the boy in the film? No, he's supposed to, he says he is. It's so, just the film Boyhood, but with a vampire. Mm. Except the boy isn't a vampire. So no, he's the boy sense. isn't a vampire. Clearly not a vampire. Goes to school in a day. I know, I know when they show, start showing the film, but the first minute of it, we're watching through the film. Mm. So you're yeah. seeing the film on a fil- in the film. And, and he's like, just oh, standing what? there sort of looking at the screen and then looking at the crowd and saying, look what I've done. Yeah. You haven't made a film. It's <laughs> <Right, laughs> no, no, yeah. the first 60 seconds of it yeah, and with me we'll standing go. next to it. Yeah. And then and we'll event we'll To the point where I started questioning, is this the, is this a story? Yeah. yeah. Just going to be this. Are we going into the story now? Are we just Please let us actually, shoot, yeah. actually go into the film rather than so watch it through a screen. This story is called... Don't give a fuck. I'm going to have a guess. What's, I don't even remember what it's about. I'm going to guess. It's called... Uh, uh, never go walking with priests. It's called The Vampire. Right. Right. <clears throat> These titles, by the way, never appear on screen. You have no idea what they're called until you see the end credits. Right. Right. So, um, yeah, you've got um, a kid then who's the obviously young Linton. Um, oh, by the way, that's an allegram oh, of Milton. Shit, yes, Milton. Well, just Spotsky said there's a bit of an in joke. It's oh, funny, brilliant! It's funny, isn't it? Because all producers are vampires. Yeah, yeah. See what they're saying. It's <clears throat> yeah. Like bloodsuckers. They're basically saying like the guy that's hired us for this film. Yeah, they're saying brick. they're like the people that just make money off other people's endeavours. Yeah, like a leech. Like see a what leech. they're saying. Yeah, yeah. bloodsucker. Yeah. Anyway, so um, you've got family. You've got the son. 
who's a bit... It's like a symbiotic relationship. That's what they're saying. Yeah. It's kind of like the producer depends on on on, on the artistic people. Yeah, but it doesn't really contribute anything. just leeches off them. Yeah. That's what they're saying. Your mouth was moving. Sounds were coming out of it. And I totally tuned out. I don't know what the fuck he said. So, I'm going to just ignore you and carry on. (laughs) (laughs) I was obsessed with John's socks. I don't understand what John's socks are about. So, I tell you what they are. They are are that bloke out of the Star Wars. Oh, Finn. Is that (laughs) what? No, they're not. What's that? (laughs) So... What we'll oh, do is we'll take a Simpsons character. We'll take a picture of her socks. Okay. And we'll, and at we'll least mine look like Spider Man. We'll whack it on the face. Come on. We'll, we'll, and you can see. We'll do if, both of them and we'll see which one looks most like who they're supposed to be. <laughs> if you think you're all wrinkled up, like, oh, you're all wrinkled up. I mate. did it on purpose for oh, comic, right. comic relief <laughs> reasons. Right, okay. I'm just, you're talking about symbiotic relationships. I'm just like, I'm just looking at your feet. Uh, so, well, that's just. I think that's rude to Scott. So, there's a kid getting bullied. He's made notes and everything. Yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. And you can't. You're so bored, you're looking at people's socks. I wasn't <laughs> bored. I got sidetracked by your feet. So, okay. I don't, wear, I don't wear like those sorts of socks. I always get fascinated when I see them. Look, can yeah. we please just get on with this? <laughs> <laughs> what sort of socks? Well, you know, socks with like. Like it looks like Teddy Tech's drawings of like, <laughs> That's exactly what it looks like. <laughs> Teddy Tech's drawings. <laughs> he does. I'll tell you what it looks like. If that's supposed <laughs> to be John Boyega, I'd be suing because that looks like Bill Paxton after he turned into the shit monster in Weird Science. <laughs> that is what that looks like. If I move my foot up and down, it looks like he's talking. Look. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Right. So there's a kid who's getting bullied. <laughs> right, yeah, they, they've got the kid who's a bit wishy-washy and uh, you've got the mum who's Britt Eklund. Yeah, right. And you've got the dad who you don't see for the first ten minutes who's a night shift worker apparently can't oh, the day. Oh, night, what's at night, say? Yeah, he's always asleep. Is he a film producer? Yeah, I think so. And so, yeah, you see what they're saying. <laughs> what they're saying is... <laughs> so if a vampire makes with a human, is he a Van Hugh? Yeah, why not? Okay, well, I can't probably mention it, you know. Anyway, so, yeah, so this kid, he goes to school, uh, he gets a bit bullied because he can't jump puddles very well. Oh, God, that bit. Yeah. What is that game they're playing? Fucking hell. Well, it's grim school life for the 80s. Yeah, it's basically. Jumping like, over a puddle. puddle. That's, That's the real horror here. Yeah. Yeah. None of them have got Game Boys in those days. No. They have to jump over puddles. <laughs> jump over puddles. <laughs> and that kid, exactly. when he goes to do it, Everyone else makes it easy because it's the a puddle the size of I don't know it's not like it's half a, a meter. It's a puddle the size of a puddle. Could yeah, you really. And the kid just jumps straight into the middle of it. Yeah, like a twat. And then stands there. And then stands there. <laughs> Fucking knob. <laughs> Meanwhile, paedophile. What's his name? Paedophile priest. Uh, hang on a minute. He's playing a paedophile. Right. Let's get that straight. Okay, yeah. I, I know he's well, dead, but I'm sure that's probably... No. <laughs> I'm sure he's not playing a paedophile. Yeah. He's not a paedophile. <laughs> I'm sorry. He's not playing a paedophile. He's, he, he's playing a paedophile. He's in a priest costume. I know he's in a priest costume. <laughs> this whole scene. And he, and he offers like the kid a vampire. And he offers the kid a candy. Don't he? He offers, you want that was probably okay. Would you like a chocolate? It wasn't okay ever. It wasn't. <laughs> Charlie the cat would have been there in a flash going, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. 
Yeah, do not take caramels from paedophile priests because they'll bum you. I got a lollipop and Charlie got something he likes. Yeah. <laughs> it has a creepy centre. This whole bit was incredibly creepy to it me. It was yes. super creepy. Yeah. And I mean, inappropriate. We're explaining this bit, but nobody knows what the bit is yet. So Donald Pleasant turns up, stops him from getting bullied, uh, dressed as a priest. Yeah, but he's dressed as a priest. He's looking over the fence at a school, smiling a lot. Yeah, the whole thing's just wrong. Yeah, it's just yeah, creepy as fuck. But like you say, back then... Probably wouldn't have had the connotations. Yeah, it was a different it was kind of paedophilia, yeah. wouldn't it, back then? It yeah, was, it, was it was more approach. honest. Yeah. <laughs> it was less out there. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, he basically says to the kid, why don't you take me back to your house? Yeah. <laughs> this is getting worse! <laughs> Go why don't you take me back to your house? I'll stay with you and make sure these kids don't bully you. That's just... Stop it. I'll get in the creeps now, really. <laughs> make my skin crawl. And the kid says, no, mum told me never to suck cock to strangers. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, can't, I can't go with you. I'm not allowed to take anyone in the house. Um, why aren't you? I don't know. Just aren't. Yeah. Uh, so then the kid goes off and Donald Pleasant's like he's all sort of all creepy green. Creepy green. He twirl his moustache probably if he had one. And... So the kid goes back home, um, more stuff happens, and then I think the next day he goes back to school. Oh, his mum tells him his dad's account. We meet the dad, don't we? Uh, yeah, oh, dad yeah, yeah, comes up he goes out to work. Yeah, that's it. And he basically talks like a vampire. Would talk. And acts like Yeah, one. talk like a vampire. <laughs> and I dress like a vampire with a tuxedo and the, and the whatever. So he says, um, oh, uh, I'm a butcher or something. And... Yeah, uh, I always make sure I, I feed without greed and something. But in my line of work, you must always look out for the B squad. The beanies. It's always odd. beware of people, men, carrying violin cases out of nowhere. And then. It's like he's meeting his son for the first time. <laughs> yeah. Because he feels the need to tell him a lot about himself. That you would think the son would already know. Yeah. Odd. And also, Hookins, uh, uh, alert, the dad is Richard Johnson, and he played the doctor in Zombie Flesh Eaters. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to take your word for that. Yeah. Okay. But let's move on, because. Yeah. Yeah. So that meant nothing to me. <laughs> no. Okay. Right. So, um, but good research. Well yeah, done. Well, well done. done. Yeah. Ten out of ten for effort. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, <coughs> yeah. So Donald Pleasance in our flat little speech, you find out that Donald Pleasance has got a violin case. Looks at around with him everywhere. With two henchmen, have also got violin cases. Yeah. It turns out these are the B squad for whatever reason they call them that, and they hunt vampires. That is what they do. They know that he's a vampire. They know now where he's living. They know he's got a son. So they turn up at his house and say, oh, come on, son, stop messing around. We know you've got a vampire. Uh, we've come to find him and kill him and all the rest of it. Right. So they find him in the basement. They go to stake him. Donald Pleasance gives him a good couple of whacks with this big stake oh, through his the mum heart. turn up? Uh, and the mum is Brie Eklund we not mentioned. Yeah, we I did. did. Yeah. Oh, we did. So the yeah. mum turns up at this point. Were you, <laughs> were you too, too, too fixated on your socks? Your yeah, own maybe, socks? Maybe, Everyone's maybe. tuning out what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, so, yeah. 
Um, so they, they keep her back, keep the sun so back. So what they're saying is that producers are basically like... Should be exterminated. Anyway. They're like, they're like rats. Anyway, yeah, so... Yeah, they, 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 they stake they, they the dad the in the coffin. They yeah. stake the dad in the coffin. And... But in his death throes, he lunges up and bites Donald Pleasance on the neck, which almost instantaneously turns him into a vampire. Like, straight away, he's yeah. got pointy teeth straight away. Yeah, pretty this much. is what really made me think that this film is a spoof, because I found all this, this is all comical, isn't it? Yeah, all yeah. This stuff goofy. Is but then goofy? Yeah. I mean, there's a bit, because they, they even decide... that's as goofy as it does get. No, because they decide that, that they're going to kill him now, they're going to yeah. stake him as a vampire. And there's a bit where he <clears> runs <throat> out the garden and they're chasing him, and he opens the gate... No, you're uh, misremembering. And he wobbles the gate, doesn't no, he? And you're doesn't the music play as the gate opens? No. What? Yeah, hundred percent. Absolutely not. No. It's not right. They they kill him on the steps going up back upstairs from the basement. Oh. And then what you're thinking of is when they carry his body out on the stretcher. It's when they carry his body out on the no. stretcher, yeah. that's right. And they open the gate and the music goes as he's trying to open the gate, it goes wah wah Yeah, right, okay. So, yeah, that's it. I, I just thought that was ridiculous. Yeah, I, so I know goofy. what you mean. Like, totally, those so three, goofy, those you're three. right, I'm misremembering it, but yeah. that was so goofy. So those three, you're like, just bumbling around, like, like I don't know, like, goofy henchmen. Yeah. yeah. It's so bizarre. Yeah, so they load Donald Pleasance's body in the van, and off they fuck. And then you go back into the house, where you discover that uh, the vampire dad uh, isn't dead, because even though the stake was quite clearly hammered right into him, it got a stake-proof vest on. So which is, which is with, which with is tomato sauce in it, joke, yeah. which is yeah. a really bad joke. Yeah. Um, so he's not dead. He's still a, well. He is dead, but he's a vampire, and he's <laughs> and he's uh, free to continue his blood sucking activities. Brilliant. The whole story, I think, was like extremely <clears throat> goofy. Yeah. And I don't, know what the, I don't know what the moral was or anything like that. It, it wasn't just, a moral. It was all just play for laughs. I think it was just a, like, the, like the, the the vampire carriage is really arch, but then. You know, yeah. why have a kid that's getting bullied? What did he? What did, did he grow at all? Was that relevant? He became to a vampire producer. <laughs> Later on, we found out. Apparently, because <laughs> producers are like blood suckers. What they're saying. Yeah. Um, right. Okay. So that was that. That happened. I think that was easily worse than. I think was that worse than the Shadmog story. I don't know. I feel the Shadmog. I think still they're shit, both I really bad. Do, I mean, honestly, if you try and pick a best or a worst, it's difficult because they're all bad. I really didn't like the last one. I didn't like this one, and I think I probably disliked the Shadmog one slightly less than the others. Right. Interesting. Mm. But it's not like a normal portmanteau where you go, "Oh, that one, that one story was great, and those yeah. two stories are okay, and then that." That one was shit. There's a shit one. Yeah. yeah. But this is just, they're all shit, aren't they? Really? <laughs> I think I like the third one the most, but I still yeah. think it's shit. But, uh, the third one was. Ghouls. Goo. Oh, yeah. Di- yeah. Film directors and ghouls. Yeah. Right. We've really got it in for people in the film industry, haven't yeah, we? do. Yeah. Right. So then the third song, you get, you get back to the club now. The third song is called Stripper by a group called Night. Oh, I hated um, this song. And the woman's singing it. I mean, she's I belting it out, isn't she? She's, oh, she's belting it out. Yeah. yeah, she's belting it out. And it's also, I think this is the longest song in the so film. So long. Goes on for the quite least, a while. My least favourite song. It's so long. It's so annoying. And yeah. I just find, found her voice 
So she's got one of those raspy kind of Bonnie yeah. Tyler voices. Yeah. And she just shouts. And I wanted to punch her right in the larynx. Yeah. And halfway through the song, a stripper comes out and takes it all off. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like literally all. So Yeah, because she turns into a bad animation yeah. silhouette halfway yeah, through. Yeah, and strips the skin off, which then just disappears. She doesn't throw it into the crowd or anything. She just... Down, down the bone. Yeah, so bad piece of she's animation. a skeleton uh, at the end of it. I don't know if that's a I'm a stripper! Yeah, I'm a stripper! So. It's uncanny. So. How does it go? I don't see. I'm a stripper! I'm a stripper! I didn't write it. At one point, it did cross my mind to do a Sharknado style lyrics thing, but I just couldn't be asked in the end, so no, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't pay any attention. I'm um, going to show you everything I've got! I'm a stripper, Roddy! Here's my patella! Yeah. Anyway, so. <laughs> Uh, right, Christ. So, yeah, now you get back to after that terrible bit. I mean, it's it, terrible. It's terrible. Yeah. What I also made me laugh, how crap it was, that <laughs> bit with the animation was it keeps cutting to reaction shots of John Carradine, who's going, ooh, is that googly eyed? Like, ooh, like, really shocked at <laughs> <laughs> how far she's going. And it's like, you're reacting to this. I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, so Christ. yeah, after that you, you get um, back back to the table. Um, this is when John Carradine again points his bony club hand <laughs> at the poster <laughs> and says, "But who's that woman? She can't be a monster, can she? She's surely not a monster. That woman in the in the, uh, this time he does actually helpfully say in the bottom right hand corner. <laughs> she, yeah, she's just uh, yeah." Because really, really, you could be lifting your arm, isn't it? Anything, yeah. So, <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, yeah, uh, Vincent Price says, oh, well, uh, monsters, yeah, can mate with humans. Oh, don't start this again. We've <laughs> got another list. And a ghoul and a human is a hume goo. And he says, well, what do they do? <gasps> what do they do? Fuck all, what it sounds like. Yeah, good. what do they do? Well, do they whistle? Do they lick? Do they... Piss up your leg. No, none of that. Um, other than liking the taste of carrion, which comes from the ghoul side of the family, I don't fuck all, really. <laughs> but I'm glad you asked, because we've got about 25 yeah. minutes left. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he says, oh, what do they, what do, they do? Oh, you shall see. You shall see. See, see what? Yeah, what's <laughs> what, what, what are you doing now? You're <laughs> putting the images straight into his head. Yeah. Oh, that's what I thought. <laughs> that's what I thought. You'll see. Well, is that a threat? Are you going to introduce me to one? See what this fucking bitch does. Ah! <laughs> so, right. <laughs> this story is called... It's entirely accurate. It's like, well, what, what, yeah. what happens now? Oh, yeah. no, I'm not just going to tell you. Yeah, no, I'm just going to tell you. I, I said gonna, see. I'm just going to narrate well, I'm going to tell you. So, right. <laughs> this story is called The Ghouls. Right, yeah. interesting. Yeah. So you've got a, a director who's um, having a paddy fit because he wants to find a derelict village in which to film his latest um, horror opus. And um, it, the, the, what do you call him? Location director isn't finding anything suitable. They're all too close to civilization. He doesn't want a derelict 
village with a costa in it. He wants a proper. Well, the thing is, though, that, that, you know, he comes off as the director comes off as a bit of an ass, but I kind of get his point because because yeah. the the location scout guy comes over with a map and goes, "Well, I found all these, yeah. and none of them are any good." And then he says, "What about here? Have you been here?" And he goes, "No." He's yeah. not a very good location scout, then, is he? Because no. he's come back with a bunch of stuff that wasn't on the brief, and he hasn't searched everywhere. Yeah. So, <laughs> it would seem to me, he is doing a shit job, and the guy has a point being a bit mardy about yeah. it. Yeah, not wrong. All right, so, uh, he says, right, okay, well, I'm going to go, I'm going to try and find a deserted village. Hell, I'm which... doing what else is fucking jobs while I'm at it. Yeah. I yeah. kind of get it, I kind of get what he's You can, really, you, you, you're a... Uh, so yeah, he really had got a point to be angry because he finds one literally two minutes away from that there London <laughs> point. So turn yeah. the first turn off. Yeah, basically, way. and bang, there's a fucking deserted village. So what's this fucker been doing? Yeah, exactly. Been down the pub or something. Like All right, calm down, you two. Sorry, I got annoyed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, you got you got to rely on. Right, they've got to be able to do their jobs. Right, well, the um, this village uh, is full of weirdos and one fit girl. <laughs> Who's um, Luna? Who's yeah. the Hume Goo? Now the innkeeper is um, uh, Patrick, Patrick McGee. Is the chief weirdo? Yeah, so he's always the, good value for money. Yeah, he's the innkeeper. Luna is his daughter, so presumably he's a ghoul. She's a Hume Goo, and yeah, shame they've kind of told us all this again. Yeah, so we know what the story's about. Sort of. So the director's stuck in this village, um, trapped by these mouldy villagers who uh, tell him that they've run out of the boxed food that they, they, they have. They've pulled all the wires out of his car, haven't they? Yeah, they're so stopping from leaving. He can't leave now. And I thought to myself, this is something I thought um, as, as the film was going on. They keep saying that they've run out of the boxes of food that they have. Now these obviously turn out to be graves and these are coffins. So they're ghouls, they eat dead meat, they eat dead things. Mm. He's not dead. So are they allowed to kill him to eat him? In which case, that's just meat. That's not... Yeah. <laughs> or what? Does he have to die there? <clears throat> are they just going to wait until he dies from starvation? In which case, there's not going to be a lot of meat on him. When he's realised the car's been knackered, yeah. he's surrounded by villagers. They're all like, around him, yeah. yeah. But then when they... By, Basically, I don't quite know what happens here. They kind of grab him and pull him up the stairs and accost him and molest him and push him around and, and, and he's like pushing them off of them off of yeah. him and he's fighting he's fighting them and they they're sort of getting him up the stairs and then he gets to like this room that he's staying he, he gets to stay in yeah and he's fighting them off at the door like they're like zombies. And he managed to close the door, and then ten minutes later, a girl comes up to give him food. I don't yeah, understand. Yeah, just left him now. Yeah, yeah now like, he's in there. So you're, they're, they're like trying to get him, sort of. Yeah. But then they sort of, but he's there now, like a guest. Well, so they like, can't, what? they can't eat him because he's not dead. Yeah, so, no, but I don't understand what. But they feed him, which yeah, they feed him, which is going to prolong his life. And what are they just seems, there till he actually dies from old age? Counter, yeah. counter. But they do mention that there are the elders. The elders are coming back to the village that night or something, and. Um, yeah, maybe they'll gonna, decide to eat him. Yeah, they're gonna. Oh, they're gonna like to meet you or something. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah. I didn't. I've got to be honest. I didn't make a lot of notes for this particular section. Didn't make any sense, did it? Yeah. Why haven't they yet half of her at least? Yeah. Like the who? Like the, the, the goo part. part. The goo part. Or the no, they wouldn't eat the goo part because they're ghouls. 
They eat the hoon part because they eat humans. But she's not dead. So he fucks off to the church. Yeah, he escapes. He? <laughs> trying to get you back yeah. on track. He escapes, goes to the church. Doesn't she tell him, though? They won't be able to go to the church, so you could go and hide in there. Yeah, because they make a pact crucifix to try and leave. Yeah, and he together. says she'll he'll take her with him. He'll them take to, her away. Yeah, so, so she, she can says, see. Fine, well, they go to the church for now because they can't come in there. Yeah, you can see dogs and cats and cars and neon signs, and she's like, "Oh, well, great. Yeah, I see none of that here." So why, why would you? Except she hasn't seen mm-hmm. a car. Hey, she saw the car. Well, yeah. she hasn't seen one. She really in a car. car. Yeah, I guess if she. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so... Um, Why would you want to stay there, though? It is a shithole. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it end up in the church. Bit, but can we just say, sorry, the, the chase <laughs> the chase to the church is yeah, quite right. funny, all right. isn't it? <clears throat> because the ghouls are all grabbing him, and they could easily stop him. Yeah, he just There's loads them of them, off. and he just kind of... They're really ineffectual, the ghouls. Yeah. They just are kind they, of so reach at him, like, battered him or so touch I'm him. guessing that they are zombies, are they? I don't know. Because they sort of don't look like zombies, but they act like zombies. Apart from the innkeeper, who's yeah. like a chatty Cathy sometimes. Yeah. It doesn't really make sense. Anyway, the minute he gets over that, like there's a threshold, isn't there, of the churchyard. Yeah. The minute he gets through there, they yeah. won't follow him anymore. Yeah, because there's crucifixes up, and they'll find out in a bit they don't like crucifixes. Right. And... Here, then they, they all start throwing rocks at him, don't they? They all start throwing rocks through the windows to try yeah. and get him out or something. He comes out with a big crucifix. And lobs it at them. Yeah, uh, instead of keeping it with him. I don't know. I think they grab another one or something. They run so, off down a path. It's a wonky scene, this, I yeah. feel. Really, a lifting intention. Yeah. yeah, I feel it felt like they would just film it on the, on the go. Yeah, yeah, just wonky. I <clears> just <throat> didn't feel... Yeah. It's like they were just pissing around. Yeah. Like both sides were just pissing around. Yeah. Like, let's throw some... Why don't you throw some things at him and then he can come out and throw some at you? Mm. Yeah. It just felt... You like, run over there, they'll chase you. Like school kids. Yeah. Yeah. So, so they, they, they run away. The two of them run away uh, with the crucifix. Uh, they come in, like I said, throwing stones at them. One of them hits her on the back of the head and she falls down and says, right, that's it then. I suppose I'm going to die now because uh, I've been hit in the head with a rock. Uh, but you know, you go and you know, have a nice life and stuff. And I'm just going to sit here die because I've been hit on the head with a rock. Did I mention that? Um, I'm going to die. And then she dies. Yeah, so that's it. She dies. Uh, he manages to escape the village, gets back to the motorway where he he came off and joined and yeah. gripped the village at the start in the start of the film. Um, Flags down well, a. He's practically at a service. How does this yeah, not happen? Literally yeah. next to a wild bean cafe. No one's <laughs> literally gone is. There. Yeah. No yeah. one's gone there. Yeah. Yeah. And he's literally two miles away from London. I know. Yeah. <laughs> so he. Um, it's like next to St Albans. He waves down a police car. Yeah. And they stop, pick him up, and he says, "Yeah, you need to take me uh, to this police station." All right, then Gov. Well, they don't say anything, do they? There's no, because no there's, there's a village over there that's full of people that want to eat people. Yeah. So, uh, but this uh, is a really good twist because I've yeah. never seen this before. What happens next? They take him around turn. in a circle, go back towards the village, where he says, "Hang on a minute, this is the village I just came from, and uh, I don't really want to go back there because it's full of these, you know." <laughs> Gold people things <laughs> that dialogue he says. Yeah. Well. And he says, That's alright, sir. Um 
we always give the elders a police escort back to the village when they arrive, and then they give him this goofy fucking grins <gasps> with mouths full of teeth. Now, the ghouls haven't got these teeth. Why so that who are they? If yeah. they're vampires, how are they in the daytime? Yeah. Uh, if they're ghouls, why are they working for the police? Because swift they ain't. Yeah. <laughs> and, and why have they got teeth and none of the rest Tell of them Tell you what, have? though. What a twist. He yeah. thought he was safe. He thought he was safe. And it turns out, actually, that the safeties ran to, they're part of it. Yeah. Oh. I have never seen that done like, like before. And another really. thing another thing I, I liked was when they, they drive past her body, Luna's body, <coughs> and he says, wait, that's it. And he says, oh, don't worry, sir. The supply van will take care of that. And he says, what supply van? And he says, the one that's just behind us, past the elder's car or something. So he turns around, there's the elder's car, and there's the supply van, completely ignoring the fact that they've gone past the body. So it's just like, they're not going to pick her up at all. <laughs> that um, was odd, wasn't it? They didn't yeah. even stop and, you no. know, because that's a giveaway, yeah. that you're up to no good, dead body at the side of the road. Yeah. yeah also, don't you think they'd want to eat that? It's dead now. Yeah. That's, that's lunch. Yeah. yeah. That could be odd. I thought it was odd. So, yeah, I mean, that's basically that then. Yeah, oh, yeah. too crap. The other thing I was going to say, that one of the coppers, I think the copper on the left, uh, when he turns around and gives him the mouth for the teeth look, I'm sure you can see, you can see his real teeth behind them. It's like, yeah, <laughs> it, 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 they actually end there and you can see his real teeth. They're totally different colour. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, that's the end of that story. And you're back in the club then. Um, Thank God. Yeah, with... Um, uh, J- oh, and yeah, well, J.R. Hartley, all the way through this, has been saying, I want to go, I want to go. And Vincent Price has been saying, no, nah, stay on, I'll tell you another story. At this point, he said, no, I've got to go. And Vincent Price says, no, um, I want you to be an honorary member of the Monster Club, at which point the werewolf club manager, whatever, yeah. comes up and says, he does say that exactly yeah because he literally the teeth he's got in must have been for fucking I don't know Dave Prowls or somebody fucking Richard Keel there must have been his teeth yeah uh, you cannot understand the fucking word he says and he and Vincent Price then basically says of course he can be a monster club member. Humans are the biggest monsters of all. And basically goes on, there's like a five minute speech about how we write the shits to each other, thereby subtly proving the point that actually, yeah, humans are the worst species on Who the Who are the real cannibals? Who are the real yeah. human goos? It's a bit Who are the real he, shatties? There's a bit where Vincent Price is gleefully listing all the ways humans kill each other. Yeah. There's a bit where he says, and they've invented gas chambers to gas people. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. On the nose there. Let's, um, let's yeah. gleefully talk about yeah. mass extermination. Yeah. Yeah. At which point the, vamp- uh, the werewolf says, one point. What monster club could possibly... Not have to remember it. In the film, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> that, 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 goes that, out the bank, doesn't it? Third, really? third and final song, then, which is Welcome to the Monster Club. It should have been the first one, really. Yeah. <laughs> By the Pretty Things. Yeah. How does that go? <sighs> Welcome to the Monster <laughs> Club. Welcome. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> 
I can't remember, does it? <laughs> I don't remember. I don't know, I'll try and find it and put it on the end of the yeah, podcast. Yeah. Try and find all of them, that'd be fun. No. <laughs> um, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So basically, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, anything to tell us about Monster Club, Scott? Apart from the fact that it's us a crap. I think I've I told you everything I wanted to tell you. It's a chonky puddle of piss. It's a really I fucking hated it. Yeah. I thought it was utter, utter balls. Um, the stories like... were crap, badly written, badly constructed, badly acted, totally all over the place embarrassingly bad for everybody involved and, and it was one of those films where you watch it and you feel like sorry for sorry that it that it exists and it will always exists and it will never go away and everybody involved in it knows it's out there yeah. until the day they die I mean which most of them have yeah, I say, yeah by now um, I say uh, Vincent Price I think apparently was the first time he'd ever played a vampire first and last time he ever played a vampire and I don't think made another horror film after this if you can call it a horror film um, Wasn't he involved in one of Cannes films in the mid eighties? They did like, they tried to make a horror film with them. No, that ended up being more of a comedy because they. Oh, I remember reading about it. Wasn't there a think, ha- uh, House had, of Terrors or something? Like that? I don't know. Anyway, still, so, yeah. Apparently, it was the last horror film he made, and the first and only time he ever played a vampire. Um, Have you read any good reviews for it? Is anyone like no. that? Actually, no. There are some. I did. I did look. There are and some. What are people who are advocates of this film claim are its merits? Um, the fact that it's quite short. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, I'll give it that. Yeah, yeah. short. Yeah, uh, I couldn't I have done a fourth story. I don't remember. I mean, I'll have a. I'll have a look in a minute if you want. We can dig some up. But um, the scariest bit, assuming it is supposed to be a horror film, and I'm not entirely sure it is. But assuming it's supposed to be a horror film, the scariest bit in it is watching um, John Carradine dance at the end because <clears> I just thought he was going to break something. Oh, it was horrible. Yeah, it's it was... quite creepy. Going back, creepy bad. It's like you know, I get a really weird sort of tingling sensation every time I think I'm about to watch someone really hurt themselves. <laughs> and then I've got oh, that you see a really old person walk down some stairs. Yeah, and, and I just think, like, careful, uh, <laughs> careful. It's going to end badly. I certainly think that people not in makeup or uh, masks were more horrifying looking than the people that were. You know, they had a kind of horrible 80s, Greek, 70s grease to them, yeah. didn't they? Yeah. Well, it's got four out of five on Amazon. Right. But maybe that's just because most of the products arrived on time. On time and in good condition, yeah. Well could, packaged. Could well be. I thought it was terrible. Like, really bad. Like one of the worst we've ever done. So this was about the Blu-ray version by Peter Dalzell and he says the best quality version of the best horror anthology of all time. What? The stories that unfold here range from terrifying to outrageously hilarious as well as established horror writer as a well established horror writer is invited to an underground London club frequent by every monster conceivable to get inspiration for his next book. In each story, he's told we are treated to the entertainment in the club, great music from Pretty Things, B.A. Robertson, and even a stripper who peels off more than her clothes. I have loved this movie ever since I was a wee boy and will probably watch till I'm a wee old man. This Blu-ray presentation does it more than justice. Quite fond of wee. And three people found that helpful. I understand... People having a nostalgic fondness for this film, sure, could stick. Especially if it's like film. a childhood film, yeah. But it is not a good film, yeah. And I think if you if you're going to be impartial about it, it's not a good film. No. I think you could say I love this film, but 
I recognise that it is not a good film. I'm gonna. I've got a, a nine out of ten review here. Uh, no, but I'm gonna skip through nine. Yeah. What what nine things in it warrant one mark each? Then please, right? Okay. Tell me. The Monster Club is the final movie from the excellent British movie production company Amicus. Although the movie is an anthology, opinion is divided as to whether or not it forms part of the Amicus anthology canon. Well, it's not from Amicus, as I pointed out at the start of the film. Uh, it's made by film. Chips. Yes, yeah, made by a Chips. Great name. I Let's just say cheaper. Chips. Cheap um, I see the Monster Club as a separate movie from the remainder of the Amicus anthologies. However, it's a highly entertaining final movie. Truly puzzled as to why the movie was not successful financially. I'm not that puzzled. No. Um, it's not very good for a start. No. So, uh, yeah, blah, 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 blah. First story, she's about to become a blah, 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 blah. Predictably, the tale becomes a tragic love story that's so emotionally moving, I was actually in tears when the ending came. Sorry, which one? The first one. Shad- no. Shadmark. Where's the love story? Well, he's in love, even if she isn't. Yeah, but I mean, he falls in love instantly with her because Pretty she's a much. woman and the only one he's ever seen. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's not Beauty and the Fucking Beast, is it, for Christ's sake? No. Taylor's oldest time. Beauty and the Shadmark. <laughs> Most of these reviews are just people giving it five stars saying it's a film they... Have seen. Have seen and love. But they don't really go into any reason why. Yeah. One of the few films I've been able to see from my cave entrance. (laughs) (laughs) Through the bars in my cell. (laughs) Literally the only film I've ever seen, and as such, the best film I've ever seen. Uh, Yeah, overall. Overall, Monster Club is highly entertaining. Final movie of Malicus. Wasn't Malicus. And I must see full fans of movies made by this great movie production company. Especially recommend it for fans of Vincent Price because he is in it, and John Carradine, who is also in it, who have a superb time in this late stage of their careers. Very late. I'm not for John sure Carradine. how fine a time they're having, to be honest. No. I don't even think Some that of John Carradine knows where he is exactly at any particular point. <clears throat> I think it is only for for fans. This film is only for fans of this film. And not for anybody else. <laughs> this film exists for the fans that it was being made for, and that's it. Correct. Yeah. That's what I would say. If you're not a fan of this film, do not watch it. Yeah. Well, I would agree with that last statement completely. Don't watch it because it's all shit. You can watch it at the moment on Amazon Prime, but that's if you have Amazon Prime. But I, I should do. say that if you tap Monster into Amazon Prime uh, on the search engine, about 11 better films come up before this one. Like Monster. Uh, yeah, and I, I, well, I'm assuming, because <laughs> I've only seen four of them, but I'm assuming the other seven are better than oh, this goodness. as well. So watch one of them. Watch one of them. Don't watch this. Watch The Monster Squad. That's really good. <sighs> Wolfman's got nuts. But don't watch this. Okay, here's a good one. DJ Aiken. Uh, Shadmocks and Hoogoos rule. Um, I love this movie with Vincent Price. Uh, the second's story was the worst. The first one was the best. The Shadmock, cross between a werewolf and a vampire, hires an assistant. The Shadmock gets upset and whistles. Whoever he whistles to gets burned very badly. Very strange movie. <coughs> the Shadmock... Hey? 
She said he liked it, and then he says it's weird. Yeah. Shadmock is the same man who played Pink's father in The Wall, and he is Bob Geldof's dad in real life. Sorry. He's Bob Geldof's dad is real life. The last movie was good with the Hoogoo, a cross between a human and a ghoul ghoul. It's like listening to a kid tell me about a film I've watched. The people in this movie... The people in this movie wanted to eat a movie producer. Very strange. In between... When did that happen? Vincent Price... Oh, yeah, the end of the film. <coughs> in between Vincent Price narrates with this guy, and they're at a monster club, which is like the Star Wars cantina. Vincent no, Price... No, fuck, it is not. I think they've established that it isn't. Vincent Price even dances at one point. Very odd and bizarre movie, but fun. None of those are facts. No. Let's wrap it up, Sky. Yes, a list of non sequiturs that review. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not, you're not <laughs> so uh, next time we'll be back with another film. Yeah, I'm trying to think of something really. That, that's <laughs> I think it was called John Boyega socks. Because they're like <laughs> scarier than anything that was in that yeah. film. Yeah. <laughs> if John's socks start whistling, I'll be yeah. scared. <clears throat> and they look like they might. <laughs>